So this last talk is about a crucial attitude that we have to bring into our marriage to make it work. It's really a two-word sentence. It's all about attitude, and you're going to find it in this story. Okay, we're going to tell you this crazy story that happened to us on our 25th wedding anniversary. We ended up in Mexico at an all-inclusive resort to do a wedding for a couple. Long story short, we were there. We'd never been to an all-inclusive, which I love because I'm a tightwad, and you get this little armband. Oh, yeah, he's waving his armband around like, everything's free. Am I in heaven? It was great. And so we end up one night at a dinner party. It's like a resort uh, show, and we heard they were going to do the newlywed game. There's like four, five hundred, six hundred people there. Oh, yeah, it's bigger than that even. And so somehow we get recruited to be backstage thinking we just got recruited with eight other couples to be in the newlywed game. Little to know, when the curtain opened and the MC walked out, he said, tonight is dance competition night. <laughs> we are terrible dancers. I mean, we so love to dance, like, but we can't. Oh, no. It was terrible. This so, is going to be awful. So he said, what's going to happen? These couples are going to dance to different uh, music around the country, and you're going to vote them off with your applause, right? So the first song starts. Nobody there knows this but me, but my wife was a gymnast her whole life, and she can do flips and aerials and one-arm push-ups, all this stuff. So I literally lean over to her, and I say, you end this with a one-arm push-up. We win. And I, I'm so competitive, too. I'm like, yes, because we're going to win the grand so, prize. So the music starts, and I'm not kidding. We start dancing, and I can't dance, and she's the star. So I get out of the way, and I just go in the back, and I'm just basically doing this. This is all I got. I got a little Q-tip here and there, but that's it. That's all I got. But while I'm doing this, she is, like, running from side to side of the stage. And the this stage is a big, huge is stage. Hu- like, the stage is really, really big. And she's flipping you know what an arrow is? It's a, it's a, whatever. I don't know. She flips, lands, the crowd's like, oh, and she runs this play, flips the crowd. Oh, and I'm just like, go girl, go girl. I'm just like letting her go. And a crowd is eating this up. So the music is coming to an end and we both end up on like opposite ends of this stage. Yeah, we're way apart. Like and so we, 20 yards. we're thinking like, how do we end this real, you know, so really good. I get this big, great idea. And I, I put my arms like this, a big hula hoop circle. And I, I look at her, I just go like this. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? And I had it in my mind. It's like, you just jump through here. I'll get out of the way. You do a little flip thing, like, you know, like SeaWorld, like Shamu, right? She'll land, do a one-arm push-up. I'll get beside her. That was all in my head when I did this little circle. Okay. I did not even see it like that. <laughs> I saw it more like this. No, it was not see this. The, it was, see yes. the difference? No. And so I'm thinking, oh, it's like that movie Dirty Dancing when Jennifer Grey dives into Patrick Swayze's arms. And I thought, okay, he's just going to catch me here. That's cool. He'll do a little spin. We'll end like, ta-da, and we win. So anyway, she starts running. Well, we look at each other across the stage like, got it. She starts running across the stage at full sprint. I mean, like the Olympic, you know, vault. She's going, <laughs> and so she comes in as she starts and I'm to right jump. right here, and I go up. I turn to get out of her way so she can do her little flip, and I just do my little thing like this. He's gone, <laughs> and I smash to the ground. Like smash, barely catching my face from hitting. In so much pain, there's this giant, like, noise. I, I, I actually never even saw it. I was turned around. I heard this smack. And you know one of those moments when you know in one sound what happened? I'm like, oh, my God. She thought I was going to catch her. So I turn around, and she has face planted. Guys that work at the resort are running to her to help her, and she's just laying there laughing. I am in so much pain, and I'm laughing so hard because I'm thinking, we are the dumbest people on the planet. Yeah. Who does this? We're old. Like, 
Here's the deal. We won first prize. Yeah, we did win. Yeah, I thought we were coming back to the resort for free. We got two free T-shirts. It was crazy. But here, here's the amazing thing. She ended up, uh, we got back to Michigan, and she kept complaining about her wrists. We found out she broke both wrists. I had fall. both wrists broken. Unbelievable. And I'm the idiot that did it. But anyway, here's why we tell you that, that crazy, crazy story, which is in the very last chapter of the book called All In. Because that's, that's the attitude, all in. This woman, that leap into the air is the way Ann Wilson does life. She's Stupid. all in. I mean, it's not, I mean, just like when we were dating, I'm like, this woman does nothing halfway, nothing 90%. She gives everything she's gotten. She gives, she's given everything to our marriage, to being a mom. It's her walk with God. And here's the deal. As we wrap up this, this series and the, and the content in the, in the Vertical Marriage book, it's like the only way you and I can have a vertical relationship with God that that leads us to a great marriage is we got to go all in, mm. all in our relationship with God, all in our relationship with our spouse, all in for our family. And it, it isn't something that's a given. It's like every day I have to wake up. We have to wake yeah. up. Yeah, And we make that choice. Yeah. I'm going to do this with everything I got. One of our life verses that I love, I remember uh, first reading this as a new follower of Christ in college, and I remember thinking, this is how I want to live every day of my life. Paul wrote it in Colossians. He said this, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. Not some of it, all your heart, working for the Lord, not for men. And I remember thinking, whatever I do in my life, I want to give everything I got, all in, all in. And I want to do that for our marriage. I want to do that as a dad. I want to do that as a pastor. I want to do that as a man. And Anne feels the same way. And so we want to talk about this. Well, let me say this before you go there, because I know some of you are probably thinking, yeah, I did that once. Mm-hmm. I went all in, and I got really hurt. And we've all been hurt in relationships. Even with our walk with God, you can be all in like, oh, he let me down. I'm going to, like, I would implore you, like, think about this. Because it's true, we're going to drop each other, we're going to hurt each other, but that doesn't mean you stop going all the way. Even with our relationship with God, like, he's always with us. He loves us so much. And I will say that Dave has dropped me, and I have dropped Dave plenty, but God has always been there, and he will always catch us. So keep going. And that's really what vertical marriage is about, is we find life from Christ, and then we bring that. And the attitude we bring, I'm not kidding, is all in. And I'm going to give you three areas to bring it to. First one is your marriage. If you're not married, a single person, your relationships. Bring it all. All Mm. in. Don't settle. I mean this. Do not settle for anything less than the very, very best. I'm not kidding. In your marriage, bring it. Don't get lazy. Bring everything you've got to your walk with God and to your marriage. And it's interesting. A a passage that hit me just recently that I hadn't read in a long time is in the book of Ezra. It's way back, tucked away in in, in the Old Testament of the Bible. It's about this, this leader of the nation of Israel. And it says this about Ezra. It says, For Ezra had set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. What hit me just recently is he was a man who said, I'm going to study God's word, but I'm not just going to study it. I'm going to do it. Mm. See, it's so easy to go to church or go to a small group and we sit there and we hear all this stuff and then we do nothing. So you're saying live it. Oh, it's like you you study it. And I mean, in a a group setting, in a small group setting, in a community setting at church, but you also study it privately, Mm. but then you do it. It's like one thing to study, it's another thing to do. The world is looking for followers of Christ to actually live this stuff. And so it says he studied the law, he did it, and then it said this, he taught it. 
to others. And you know, when we started this whole series and we started at the very beginning of our book, you heard our struggles in the first year of our marriage that we were at the point where we were ready to leave each other. Year 10, we end up there again. We're like, we're gonna, so what did we do? Here's what we did. We went vertical. So we studied the word of God again to say, okay, what does God want for us? Secondly, we did it. Mm. But think about this. You remember the first thing we did when we were really struggling our first year of marriage? We were at the University of Nebraska. Athletes asked us to teach them mm. about marriage. And what we did, we taught others. And I'm telling you something. One of the best things you can do for your marriage yes. is teach this vertical marriage content to other people. I'm not kidding. It isn't even about the other people. Your marriage be, will be better because it, of it. It could be a set of friends that you do that with, even that simply. Anywhere. Just take it. There's even questions in the back of the book that for you and your, your spouse, but also you can teach others. But I'm just saying, when you decide, I'm going all in with God, I'm going all in in this thing, it is a full-on let's do this, mm. let's study, let's do it, let's teach it. So that's the first area. Second area, all in, is all in ministry. Now, here's what I mean. We often think the goal of our marriage is to be happy, right? That's not the goal. God has such a bigger goal for your marriage and your family, and here's what it is. It's for you, as a follower of God, as a follower of Jesus, to impact the world through your marriage. Through your life, too. Yeah, it's just like single people, everybody's like, God doesn't want to just bless you. He wants to bless others through you. And I would say this too. Some of you might th be thinking, you know, like I just, when I get up in the morning, I don't feel like reading my Bible and I don't feel like doing this for my husband. I don't feel like getting in a group. Sometimes you do it because you should. Like sometimes we'll work out. Who wants to go work out? You know, it's not always fun, but when you do it, you start seeing a difference. And so I would say, don't just let it be what you're feeling. Do it no matter what you feel. And so here's the thing. When you do that, God works in your life in such a way, it's like, man, I don't want to keep this just for me. I want to bless the world. And so yeah. there's this passage of scripture that I taught uh, at our church years ago that blew me away that I'd read before, but I never really understood exactly what Jesus was saying. It's sort of famous. He's talking at the Sermon of the Mount. Ann and I were just in Israel. We stood where he was, and they had his followers and multitudes listen to this. But look at what he said in Matthew 5. He said, you are the light of the world. Talking to the disciples, talking really to us now today, the church, anybody that's a follower of Christ, you are the light of the world, which is very interesting because he once said, I am the light. Now he's saying that light from me is going to be passed to you and through you to others. So he says, you are the light of the world. And look what he says, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. And then he says this. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Mm. What's he doing? He's given his followers a bigger vision. It isn't just about following me. It's about, I want now to have others follow me through you. And so here's the thing. You step back from, from your marriage and you say, vertical marriage means I go to Christ, but it also means that God wants to use us now, family, marriage, to impact others for Jesus. And what's really interesting about this passage, I never knew to just a few years ago, is when he says, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, the literal language means a city strategically placed cannot be hidden. So there's such meaning in, this, in these words. It's like he's saying to these disciples, you're not just random. I'm placing you places just like a city is set on the edge of a hill so that the people in the darkness would see the city and come to the light. He says, I have placed you, you, us, 
in a cul-de-sac or in a church or in a city or in a neighborhood or in a workplace, in a school. I place you there. What? You're my light. Shine my light. There's people all around you in darkness. You may not know they're in darkness, but they're looking for an answer to their life. You've got it. So shine it. I'll never forget a situation took place in my life right after I became a follower of Christ. Uh, I took a spring break trip down to Daytona Beach with a ministry called Crew, where they went to Daytona Beach where college students are partying. And I was that college student the year before. But now they go down there to shine the light on the beach. And here's what happened. I went down to see my dad, who lived uh, in Florida, spent a few days with him, and I'm driving up to Daytona Beach to learn how to share my faith. I thought it'd be, I just couldn't wait. I'd never really done this. I was afraid to do this, but I'm gonna spend a week down there learning how to do this. And as I'm driving, I actually pray out loud. I go, hey God, and I'm brand new to this God thing, so I don't even know how this works, but I'm like, hey God, I can't wait to learn how to share you with others. And if you wanna use me, even on this drive, use me. I didn't know you don't pray things like that because God answers prayers like that. Like a minute later, there's this hitchhiker on the side of the road that I see big dude, big duffel bag. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I supposed to pick him up? And God just, you know, this is the guy. And then when I got closer, I saw how big he was. He looked sort of scary. And I remember my mom always told me, you never pick up hitchhikers. And so I just drove right by, right? And I didn't know how this God thing works at the time, but I just kept feeling in my soul like you should go back. You should go back and pick him up. And I didn't know that's how God can, through his Holy Spirit, nudge you to do it. So I, it wouldn't go away. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and get this guy. And so I did one of those unauthorized vehicles. Can I turn around the middle of the highway? I did it. Figured if you do it for God, you won't get a ticket. <laughs> so I actually did it twice. And I come around and there he is. And so I pray again. I'm like, God, okay, okay. I'm going to pick him up and tell him about you. So I, he gets in my car. And I find out he's going almost as far as I'm going uh, near Daytona Beach. So I say to him, I'm like, hey, you know, what's your name? He said, Joe. And I said, Joe, you know, what do you do? And he says, I'm a Navy SEAL. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a Navy SEAL? And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, there's no way I'm talking to this guy about God. Because if he doesn't want to hear about God, he'll just reach over and go, and I'm dead. Because that's what <laughs> Navy SEALs can do, right? So we don't talk about anything close to spiritual matters or God for two hours. And the whole time, I keep feeling like God wants me to tell him about him. And so finally, I can't, and I don't know how to do this, but I finally just said something like this. I don't remember exactly, but I'm like driving. I'm like, hey, Joe, do you, do you ever like think about spiritual things? You know, what kind of line is that, right? But I throw that out, and Joe goes, I can't believe you just asked me this question. And then I'm like, oh, no, he doesn't want to talk about this. And I just go, well, why is that? You will not believe this. He goes, my life is a wreck right now. And I don't believe in God, but man, I don't know what to do. And I'm standing on that highway a few hours ago, and I look up to the sky, and I say, hey, God, if you're real, send me one of your followers to tell me about you. And he looks at me, and he goes, would that be you? And I go, yep, that'd be me. I mean, I was sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. And so... For the next 20 minutes or so, I didn't even know. I don't know how to share Jesus. I just told him my story mm-hmm. and what I was before and how God had come into my life and how he's changing my life. And I said, do you want that? He gave his life to Jesus in my car on a highway in Florida almost 40 years ago. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a verse in the Bible that said God strategically places you mm. to shine And I look back and like, God placed me in Joe's life strategically because I was available to be used. And, you know, essentially, I've never seen the guy since. I probably won't see him till heaven. He'll probably walk to me in heaven someday and go, dude, remember me? And he'll go, what happened to your hair? But anyway, (laughs) it's just this beautiful moment that I remember right there. It's like, God can use me. 
And here's what we're here to tell you. God will use you and me and your marriage and your legacy to shine his light to the world. He's got no one else. He's going to use us and he's going to use you. And so when we say, I'm all in in my walk with God, I'm all in in my marriage and I'm all in in my ministry that our marriage isn't just about us being happy, but God wants to use us to impact our neighborhood, to impact our city, to impact the world. Oh my gosh, it gets so much bigger. I want to be all in with my marriage, all in in my ministry. Well, and then well the, let, me, let me say one thing here too, because some of you are thinking, yeah, but that's not me. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what our marriage has been like. Right. You know, I've had an affair and it doesn't matter. God loves you. He sees you. He wants to use you. He's just saying, come after me because I'm here. I've always been here and I want to use you. Whether you're single, whether you're remarried, whether you're divorced, God wants to use you. And he strategically placed you in your family. You, those of you in school still, like he strategically put you in that school. He strategically put you in that cubicle. He's con he has strategically put you together to impact people. And it's interesting, we lose that perspective. Yes. And it's almost like God's up in heaven, you know, and he calls the angels over and he goes, hey, look, I put the Wilsons in this cul-de-sac. And they're like, what? They, they've got my light and I want them to shine. <laughs> you know, it's like he's looking at us and he's like, watch, they're going to shine. And we go. And we're our, like, we don't like that neighbor yeah, We don't at like all. them. We don't like the guy in the cubicle. And God's like, no, 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 they're in darkness and you're my light. Shine. It's like, man, when you go all in, it's like, okay, it's bigger than us. And mm. God wants to do something crazy. And I'll say this, for those of you who are married, what's your mission together? Some of you, your kids are gone, and you're like, now what are we doing? God still has something for you. He has a mission for you. You know, there's so much that he wants to do through you and talk about it. And here's the last thought, and it's the only way this book should end and the only way this series should end. If you go all in in your marriage, you go all in in your ministry, it all starts. It's the only thing that really matters is all in in your walk with God. Mm. That's what going vertical means, not halfway. The world is done with people saying they're followers of Christ and not totally being in, not leaping and expecting God and trusting God to catch them. I mean, I just want to end this. We want to end this in. We challenge you. We invite you. Give him everything you got. Some of you have never given your life to Jesus. Been watching this. You've been listening to this. You've been thinking about this. This is your day. I mean this. This is your day. Your marriage will never be what you want it to be until you go vertical. Your life will never be what you want it to be until you go vertical. What are you waiting for? It's the most amazing relationship you'll ever have in your life. And I'm not, again, we're not saying it's perfect. We're not saying you don't have struggles and trials, but I'll tell you, God will meet you, carry you. He'll give you power that we do not have apart from him to live a life we could never have. I'm just... Mm -hmm. I'm just inviting you to the greatest relationship you'll ever have. Your God, our, our God loves you. He adores you. He created you for greatness. And when you say, I'm all in, he meets you at that moment mm. and literally changes your life. You know, it's interesting. When I surrendered my life to Christ, I, I got on my knees in my bedroom that I grew up in. And as I prayed and said, okay, God, I give you everything. I had no idea. Hmm. what that would mean. But I look back now, it's almost like God was in heaven. I know this isn't theologically exactly accurate, but it's almost like he looked down and he said, okay, Dave Wilson, you won't believe what I've got for you. And when we surrendered our life on our 10-year anniversary, it was like, okay, here we go. Well, I think, I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about on our honeymoon night. Right. Because here we are, this little 19-year-old girl, a 22-year-old guy, 
we don't know anything. We knew that we had given our lives to Jesus, and we wanted to do and go wherever he wanted. And so after we got married, we go on our honeymoon, and on the honeymoon night, before we get into our wedding bed, we get on our knees at the base of that bed, and we pray. Yeah, and I can tell you exactly what we prayed. I remembered it. I prayed this out loud. God, we're not asking you for a good marriage. We're asking you for a great marriage that will one day impact the world. That was on our wedding night. We, are, we want this to be more than about us. We want you to impact the world through us. On our wedding night, not having any idea that we'd be sitting here 38 years later teaching content that yeah. hopefully will impact the world to advance the kingdom of God. That's what God does. And if you would have asked us six months in if that was going to happen, huh. we would say, no, we probably won't even be together. We don't even know. But because we put our hope and our life in his hands. He always has things in store for us. Like it's a miracle that we're doing this. And for you, it could be a miracle for you just to do what God wants you to do and to stay in that marriage and to become who he wants you to be. I'll tell you something, we'll end with this thought. God is the God who raises dead things to life. Hmm. He raised his son from the dead to forgive our sins and to give us resurrection power. He can raise your marriage from dead to life. He can change your legacy. Hmm. I mean, the legacy I was handed is not the legacy I'm living out. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God came in and did a miracle. And I believe this with all my heart. He wants to do a miracle in you and through you. And the only way that happens is we respond by saying, okay, God, I'm all in. I'll give you everything. Use me. Use us to literally change the world. We want to pray for you. We want to pray to that end. So let's pray together. Father God, thank you. You are truly amazing, and we do not deserve the grace that you've given us, but you have literally brought us from death to life. And we don't deserve this. It is just by your grace and by your son. And so we're grateful for that, and I pray for couples now listening and watching this. God, I pray. They need a miracle. I pray you do a miracle. You are the God of miracles. And right where they are, husbands, wives, boys, girls, divorced couples, broken, you name it. God, I pray that people listening to this right now would say, Jesus, I'm all in. I give you my life. I surrender everything to you. I give you my marriage. God, do a miracle. Lord, I pray you do a miracle and you'd shine your light through thousands, maybe millions of people to impact the kingdom, to impact and expand your kingdom to the world. God, we love you. We thank you and we praise you. And we pray in the name, the only name, the name above all names, the only name, the name Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, what a great way to end our series by talking about going all in. Um, so let me, uh, first of all, would you welcome my best half, um, Melissa, up here again. We, I talked her into it again um, to being up here with me. Um, but we're going to receive our offering right now uh, because of the way we want to end our service. So ushers, if you guys can go ahead and come forward. And 
For those of you that are new here, first couple of times, um, you know, you might have heard this before, but, but we're, this servant, part of the service is not for you if you're visiting with us. We're not interested in your money. We're just thankful that you're here. This service is actually our gift to you, hopefully. Um, that's how it's being received. For those of you that call Kensington home, this is where we give back to God from what he's blessed us with. And while we do it, we say thank you um, for how he's taking care of us. And um, I just want to thank you, to thanks those of you that give online um, as well. Uh, you guys are just all in on mission with us and it keeps us rolling. It keeps us moving forward and reaching more people. Um, But Melissa and I just want to respond to kind of today's message, but also just a little bit of thoughts at the end of the series before we just end the time that we have today um, singing together a little bit. But first off, um, just in responding to uh, what Dave and Ann were just just sharing with this all in for marriage, all in for ministry, and all in, you know, for for Jesus. Uh, I was asking Melissa last night, I just said, so what's on your heart with this? What's on your mind? What do we, how do we want to end this series? And you had a great thought about just this whole all-in marriage um, part. Um, Yeah, I have just really loved this series. There's just something about listening to Dave and Ann and their wisdom that has been awesome, but honestly, it's also been a little overwhelming. Um, I think there's just so many good things tied up in the things that they said, and sometimes I don't even know what to do first, what to do next. And I think one of the things that God has been kind of impressing on my heart is just, this is a really long journey. Like Kevin and I have been together for, well, we've been married for 22 years. 22 amazing, awesome years. Yes, they've been good. And um... <laughs> They've been good. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, but just that every day isn't going to be this perfect experience. But if I'm surrendering and if I'm um, going vertical... And I can say I'm all in today. That's what's God. That's what God's asking of me. That's mm. that's part of the journey. That's part of the ebb and flow of marriage. That's part of just the process that we're in. Yeah, I guess. which which I love when she said that because I think sometimes we believe, hey, you know, if we just read this book and we do these things, we'll have a, a, a mountaintop marriage every day. That's what it's supposed to be. And you guys have lived long enough. That's just not real life, right? It's like you have ups and downs in life. Um, sometimes you cause the downs yourself and the ups yourself. Other times life just happens. And I think that's the reality of marriage too. It's like when you look at it from this idea that it's a lifelong journey, it's not a destination. It's a journey. Um, it really gives you some patience and some ability to kind of make it through some of the lower moments. It's like there, there's just life happens. Like, I mean, when you start having kids and, and if you have multiple kids and they get to a certain age, they just start sucking the life out of you, right? It's like they're just, all they do is take and take and take to the point where you don't really have much to give, you know? And so then you're looking at your, your spouse going, come on, give me, give me. And, and she's got nothing. I got nothing. Well, that's a season of life, right? And that's a season where you go vertical. You can go, God, um, just fill us up because I'm, I'm empty. And God says, okay, I'll meet you in the valley because God's in the valley. He's also on the mountaintop. And I think that's the beauty of what you were sharing that just really impacted me of just going, you know, it is, it's really, it really is a journey. It's a beautiful journey. It's not a perfect one, but it's a beautiful journey. Um, With the ministry thing, um, I thought you had a great, you know, I was asking her last night, just like, what are your thoughts on that? And um, what you shared, I've never thought about it, but go ahead and share it. Um, I just remember learning, I don't think Dave and Ann touched on this a lot, but just that marriage is a very sacred experience. It's something that God has designed, you know, where two become one. And it talks in the Bible about it being a mysterious thing. And um, I think that God uses the people that he brings together in marriage to minister to each other in a way that only he can explain. I mean, he, 
you know, I think he, you know, got, Dave talked about it a little bit, you know, when, when he um, picks us and he says, man, I got great plans for you. I think when he puts us together in a marriage, he thinks the same thing, man, I'm going to take Kevin and I'm going to take Melissa and I'm going to put them together. And you just watch, man, this area, this is going to be tough. They're going to have to work on this one. And then over here, they're like, but man, when they do this, it's going to be awesome. And I think he can see things that we can't see. And he, he works on us between, like, we just learn from each other. You know, he mm -hmm. uses you in my life and he uses me in your life to, to sharpen and to change and to mold us together and to remind us that we do have a mission looking out, but also to each other. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the interesting things, when you talk about the sacredness of marriage, um, like part of the ministry of marriage, I know Dave and Ann said, hey, you know, when you focus out, God wants to change the world. The other thing that was really interesting that you said to me that really um, kind of light bulb went on is there's a ministry in marriage that's to each other. Like it's not just about ministering and, and, and bringing the gospel to the world. It's also about bringing the gospel to Melissa and you bringing the gospel to me, which what is the gospel? I'm willing to lay down my life for you. I'm willing to speak into the truth in your life, in the parts that maybe aren't so beautiful. I'm going to love you through them, just like Jesus does us. Jesus doesn't look at us and go, lost cause, or too bad to help. He looks at us and go, oh, I want to help you. I want to fix you. I want to wrap my arms around you. And so the, the ministry of marriage, the sacredness of marriage is, is to each other, making each other the best versions of ourselves. I'm telling you, I'm the best version of myself because of her. It's a lot of Jesus, but it's also a lot of Melissa where God uses her to make me uh, into the the man that I am. And then we together turn outward and go, God, what's our mission? Why did you put us together? And I, I don't know if you've ever thought of that, but I just want to tell you, if you're a married couple in the room, and if you're single and you want to get married someday, God has a mission for your marriage. And it's not just to have a mountaintop marriage. It's actually to impact the world around you. And it's like, that's the beauty of being married and going vertical. It's going, God, what do you have for us? And then God's sharing that with us, um, with you, and then you doing it. So what, one last thought on, on this, and that is this all in uh, to, to Jesus thing. And this is really about, about going vertical. Um, when you surrender vertically to God, and that, you know, this whole series has been just saying, would you be willing to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? every day, every hour, every minute, and give your life to him. That that's where you get the power and the life to then live horizontally with someone else. And um, I had the privilege of going away. I, I, I used to do this um, once a year, and I haven't for a couple of years, but I got away on kind of a spiritual retreat for a couple of days. And uh, man, I just, I, I was sitting on the back lanai of this place, and I was just reading God's word. I was reading the book of Acts. And, um, you know, Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are, are autobiographies of Jesus' life on earth. And then Acts happens, and you start hearing uh, Jesus dies on the cross and is resurrected and then he spends 40 days with, with the people that were following him just revealing to them new truths and he says this he says I'm going to leave you and when I come back I'm, I'm going to leave you and I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you you're going to have the power of God inside of you for all times. And so Jesus leaves, ascends to heaven, and then the Holy Spirit shows up in this group of believers, and miraculous things start happening. The church is born, and all of a sudden, these guys have power in them to preach God's word, to heal people. Uh, there are thousands of people come to faith in Jesus all at the same time, and then there's this beautiful generosity that shows up in them where they're, they're selling everything and giving to those in need, and there's this, this they, they ate together on a regular basis. They went to church regularly, praising God for all the things that were going on. And I was reading that and just going, oh, that power that Jesus gave that started the church is in me. The Holy Spirit is in me. I have access to that power in my life now. 
I just envision like a pipeline from my soul just connecting into the power source of God to do what? To do what I can't do on my own, to live life differently. I just got to tell you, when you are not connected to God on a regular basis, reading his word, coming to church, it's like a part of that. In prayer, talking with him regularly, our culture has a current that is constantly wanting to drag you downstream towards, towards a future that the world has for you. Fully away from what God wants to do in you and in your marriage. And I'm just like, the only way to keep my mind focused on what God wants, which is upstream, is to stay connected to him. The less you are connected to God on a daily basis, the less you will think about what God wants you to think about and be who God wants you to be. And that's why going vertical is just you have to if you want to live the life that you know is in you, that you've dreamed you could have, but just always seems out of grasp. It's there if you go vertical first. The marriage that you dream of is there if you go vertical first. And when you go vertical first, your best days are ahead of you. They're never in the rearview mirror. They're always in the front windshield. And that is just our prayer for you. And so, so this is what we want to do as we um, finish this series. We want to spend a couple minutes and just, um, it's one thing to hear a series like this and go, yeah, 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 it's good stuff. It's another thing to do it. It's easy to sit in your seat and go, man, I'm going to do that someday. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'll try it, see if it works. It's another thing to commit to doing it. And so what we want to do at the end of this series, we just want to take a moment and have a line in the sand moment with everybody in here, if you're willing. And there's seven commitments that we just want to say out loud together as a community, if you're willing to live them out. And, and I want to ask you to do this. This is one of those moments where you just kind of draw a line in the sand of your life and go, I'm going to step across this and keep moving forward. And so I want to ask you to stand with me. And Melissa, um, just go ahead and stand up right where you're at. And some of these are, um, they're individual commitments and some of them are commitments as a couple. And so I want to read them. And if you agree with them, I'm going to ask you to say them out loud and read it with me. And as you do that, I want you from your heart to God to make that commitment solid and real. So if you want to go ahead and grab the hand of your spouse and um, I don't want this to be weird for those of you that are single in here. Um, this is still a moment for you because there's individual stuff in here, but, but this is also between a husband and wife or the, the couples in the room. And here's the first one. I commit from this day forward to go vertical first and make my relationship with Jesus Christ my top priority. Vertical first. If you commit to that, I want you to say this with me out loud and commit it to God. I commit from this day forward to go vertical first and make my relationship with Jesus Christ my top priority. The second commitment, I commit from this day forward to step into conflict and seek resolution no matter how difficult it may be. And I'm telling you what, this is a key to a good marriage. We talked about it a few weeks ago. If you're ready to commit to that, which means you may even have to start today, then say this with me. I commit from this day forward to step into conflict and seek resolution no matter how difficult it may be. So this next one is for you guys in the room. It says, as a man, I commit from this day forward to lay down my life, to cherish my bride as Christ did his church. And if you're willing to make that commitment, guys, say that along with me. As a man, I commit from this day forward to lay down my life, to cherish my bride as Christ did his church. All right, and this is for you ladies. As a woman, I commit from this day forward to cheer my husband as an act of worship to God. 
So if you're up for that, repeat with me. As a woman, I commit from this day forward to cheer my husband as an act of worship to God. This next one's for you single people in the room. I told you we weren't going to forget about you. As a single person, I commit from this day forward to no longer seek to find happiness from another person, but from Jesus alone. If you're single and you're willing to commit to that, then you can say this with me. As a single person, I commit from this day forward to no longer seek to find happiness from another person, but from Jesus alone. There's two more. I commit from this day forward to honor God sexually with my mind and my body. If you're willing to commit to that, to this being a day where you say, no more am I going to go wandering off into other areas and I'm going to hold my, my marriage bed pure sexually in my mind and in my body. And I want you to say this with me. I commit from this day forward to honor God sexually with my mind and my body. And last one. I commit from this day forward to let God use me to lead others to his amazing grace. This is all about our ministry outward. If you're willing to commit to that, I commit from this day forward to let God use me to lead others to his amazing grace. We would like to pray over you. And Melissa, would you pray first? And then I'll, I'll close this up. Sure. Um, dear God, I thank you so much for the way that you've spoken through Dave and Ann in this series. Um, I believe that you had a message for each of us. You have something that's just kind of sitting on our hearts that you're calling each of us to do. And I just pray that you wouldn't let that die, that you would um, just embed that deep within us and that we would come to you. We would go vertical first for the power to do the things that you're asking us to do, whether it be little or big. Um, God, I believe that you have a mission for each of our lives. It's so exciting to hear Dave and Ann talk about that. You have a mission for us in marriage, but you also have a, a mission for each of us. And I pray that we would see that, that we would have your perspective, that we would go vertical and learn the things that you have for us and be inspired to go do them. And Lord, I just pray for the commitments that we made. Lord, may they be on the forefront of our mind and may we go vertical and find your strength to fulfill them. Lord, you have dreams for our lives that we can't even imagine yet. And God, I just pray that we would experience the realization of those dreams. Even if what we have now is good, maybe even great, Lord, you've got more for us. And Lord, I just pray that you would open our hearts and minds to your direction, your guidance towards the journey that you've got us on. And Lord, as we go, we know that you will bring healing and hope and courage and encouragement. And so, God, we just give to you our lives here. We give to you our church. We give to you our mission. We give to you this area. Lord, may we be a light in the darkness as a church. Use us, God, to reveal your truth to people that don't know you or realize what you're capable of and how loved they are. God, use us for that. And as you do, Lord, we will praise your name and thank you for all that you've done in your holy name. Amen. Well, hey, we're going to close um, today just by singing together. And really what this is a, a moment for is to allow music and the lyrics of that music to really open up our souls a little bit wider. Music just touches us in a way that nothing else really does. And so I just want to encourage you to open your heart and sing with all of your heart the words that we're about to sing to God and let him fill you up over these next few minutes.